This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. They've raised the bar on Rochester Sports Talk. You're in the sports bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. I mean, I'm sick to my stomach. I'm still sick. Uh, You know, I'm I see him at halftime, and I'm just I'm crying because I, I just I'm so hurt for him, and obviously wanted to win this for him, and it's sickening. Yeah. Of course, yeah, I, sent, I saw him uh, halftime. Saw him obviously towards the end of the game when he was out there on the sideline, and uh, horrible. I mean, he's just been dealing with that that same Achilles injury for the last few weeks, and so um, you know we ran out on the field together, and I see him drop down, and you know, I knew exactly what happened. That's Niners linebacker Fred Warner on his teammate Dre Greenlaw not able to finish popping his Achilles as they're trying to get back on the field. That didn't even happen in game action. Definitely heartbreaking and just one of the memorable moments from last night's Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Talk about that. Look ahead to the Bills offseason. We welcome in 13 Wamp Sports Director, BuffaloPlus.com, and Rochester sports icon Mike Catalana here in the sports bar. Icon, good to have you on with us. I mean, we we kind of evaluate the game last night. I think about the way Kansas City won, and it wasn't unlike what we've seen them do to the Bills multiple times. It feels to me like they could do it again next year, and I know that that part of that is the emotion of just watching them do it last night. A lot can change between now and the start of the season, but they just play a different brand of football, don't they? Well, I think they play with a level of confidence that it's hard for almost any other team to have. And I think it's built upon itself because they've won and they've had that success. I mean, look at their playoff wins. Like they're not, <laughs> they're not a dominant team in a sense of like, they're just blowing people out. They're running over them. I mean, they're winning by double digits all the time. And they get in these games. Look at it. this one ends, you know, in overtime. Um, you know, look at the game, even the game with the Ravens, the Ravens had great opportunities to get back in that game. I think that ended up being seven points. Um, you have the Miami win and look at last year, they beat the Eagles at the end of the game with a field goal. They beat the Bengals in a tight game. It's like, this is what they do. So when I say they play with this confidence, it's like they expect to do it. And the reason I say that, you know, it's, it's, it's certainly easy to say you expect them to win because we've seen them do it. It's like the old Patriots, but you just have to believe that um, it's possible. It's not like they're so dominant that somebody can't beat them. It's just that they have a, that sense. 
and that feeling. And they have Mahomes, and they'll figure it out. And that's why it's so frustrating to the Niners and the Ravens and the Eagles and the, certainly the Bills that they can't knock them off. So from the Niners standpoint, I mean, yeah, I feel yeah. for their fans today. Um, do, do you second guess anything, Mike? And if so, what would it be? Would it be, you know, they, they veered away from the run there in the middle of the game? Certainly the decision in overtime uh, to receive maybe the decision to kick the field goal on fourth and three. Um, all right. Well, first of all, I think Shanahan's a brilliant play caller. I don't think he's a good game coach at all. I've seen him and you guys have seen him. He makes a lot of mistakes. Uh, and he just he doesn't operate the clock very well. I think he's obsessed with the play calling, and I think it impacts him. And I just never feel right in that case. First of all, even in the play calling, I don't know why you want the ball in Purdy's hands more than in McCaffrey's. I don't get it. McCaffrey was a beast in the game. And I think the, uh, certainly I think the Chiefs were pretty happy the less he was running the ball in the second half. Now I'll say this. I think you have to kick the field goal there once you're in that spot. I mean, I can get the idea of you going for the touchdown, but it would be tough to to get nothing there and then them drive down for a field goal to beat you, and I get it, you'd have them down deep. But come on, it's bad enough that they kicked off, they took the ball to start the overtime. But the fact that you have a host of players on the Niners saying they didn't even know the rule, they hadn't discussed it, there wasn't a plan. Then you hear Andy and the players are like, hey, We've been talking about this. We had a plan. Like, we're going to kick the ball to them if we win it. And then if we score a touchdown to tie it or to be down one, we're going to go for two. Like, they had that part figured out. So give Andy credit, but it makes Shanahan look really bad in terms of planning for the game. So, Mike, knowing that this was the first time that we saw this, this is the Buffalo Bills overtime rule. I mean, this is the first time we saw it in the postseason. Do you have a stance one way or the other as to what a team should do to, to get the desired outcome? Should should the Niners have deferred, or are they better off playing three-down football and forcing the opponent to play four-down football if you score with that first possession? Look, I do think it has to factor in in who you're playing. If you're playing Brady in his prime, you're playing Mahomes, Like you almost got to think that we may get the one shot to do it because of the way these guys are. If you were playing Josh Allen, you'd probably think that way. But think of it this way. I think Andy Reid's got the right plan where you kick off if you lose the, the you know, you, you kick off to start. And then if they score a touchdown, you're going for two because your advantage is gone. Like, so, so people would understand if, say, San Francisco would have scored a touchdown, Kansas City went down and scored a touchdown and kicked the extra point. Now it's sudden death and you're kicking off again. And so it's a big advantage then to the third team. And I think maybe that's what Shanahan was thinking. Yes. The idea that both teams could score and then you get that chance. And look, they could have won the game by stopping them. They could have won the game, even if they had scored a touchdown by stopping them or stopping a two point conversion. Like there is ways to win. Um, but I just look at it and say, what a difference it is when you're driving. Yes, there's pressure, obviously, on Mahomes. But they know it's four downs. You know how tough it is to stop a guy like Mahomes for four downs? Mm. It's hard enough on three, let alone four. So, um, no, I think, I think that's the right strategy. I think in those circumstances, we get past the point of we want to, yeah, you can always second guess. But to me, I think that would be almost become the standard of teams saying, we want the ball second. So we know what we're facing when we get the football back and get our chance. 
Buffalo Plus 13 Wham, Mike Catalana joining us here in the sports bar. Mike, as far as what you saw between Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, I, I think Andy Reid deserves a lot of credit there for just, I mean, what are his choices there? Bench him for the rest of the game, take him away for a few series, or just, hey, nothing to see here. Let's kind of move on here. But I just think that, you know, the, the idea that, oh, this happens all the time. I don't think that happens all the time, at least not on the sidelines. No, but also it's Travis Kelsey who's been with him 12 years. It's not just, you know, people try to compare it to other circumstances. He appears to have a great relationship with Kelsey. Kelsey's been an incredible player for them. We can, you know, there's a lot of people that, listen, I'm not a Kelsey. I'm I'm sick of him like everybody else is, right? (laughs) He's a great player, but he's never really done. I mean, he's cocky. He's this, he's that. He's never really done anything like that. And Reed handled it exactly the way I would expect Andy Reed to handle it. Um, I'm not saying it's nothing. I don't think you want to see that, but no, 0.0 chance he's benching Travis Kelsey in the Super Bowl over that. It, it, it definitely caught Reed off guard. You could see he was in his play sheet. It was stupid by Kelsey. You know, he's losing his mind out of frustration. That's your head coach, and he knows he's wrong. And my assumption is there's conversations there, but in the heat of the moment, he's not, what do you think his teammates would be saying if you bench and Kelsey in those circumstances? Right. So listen, Sandy Reed, you know, he's, he's had some questionable guys play for his team. He's looked past a lot of stuff. I think in that case, he's just going to go. And again, people say you treat some people differently. If it was Kadarius Tony on the sidelines, I think he would have sat him down. But it's not. It's Travis Kelsey. So I'm not saying it's nothing, and it's a bad look, and Kelsey should publicly apologize, or at least in front of the team, because it was bad. But Kelsey was going to play. Mike, was there a play in the game that you felt maybe tilted it in Kansas City's favor? Because it it looked like the Niners had control for a good chunk of the game. You had a, a, a Patrick Mahomes turnover early in the second half, which never happens. I submit that the missed extra point was the play that shifted everything in Kansas City's favor. Well, you know, that from an emotional standpoint, too, because, um, you know, they score. It's a good drive. That was the best moment for the Niners offense, certainly in the game. And then they miss the extra point. And now it's a three-point game, and I do think it helped him. Now, I saw some people going back and forth on this. Listen, if it was a four-point game, well, then Kansas City goes for it the next time down. So the game changes there. It, 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 if they were down by four, they get down. They went down pretty far, and then they ended up kicking the field goal to tie it. So it was different. Obviously, the punt that hit the guy's leg and then it ended up being uh, our guy Ray Ray ends up not diving on the ball. Yeah. Obviously, that was huge because it – it certainly woke up the Chiefs and helped their offense that wasn't doing much. But I got to tell you guys, I was thinking of this in terms of an ending of a game, you know, tied, go to over to all that stuff is, is great in theory. There isn't one play from that game that I found to be truly memorable. And I'm not talking about memorable today. I'm talking about a year from now, two years from now, five years from now. The only thing you'll remember from that game is that Mahomes threw a touchdown in overtime and they won back-to-back. Can you think of one play where you, if somebody yeah. didn't see the game, you're like, the Jennings, hey, pl- the Jennings play. See this. The Jennings play was nice. The backwards pass to Jennings and Jennings I thought hitting it McCaffrey. Was a, I thought it was a very fortunate balloon pass that he threw, 
And with a little bit of luck, that could have been going 85 yards the other way. Sure. That was fine. But that was early in the game, second quarter. Like, this is a Super Bowl here. I thought the game was not, it wasn't a dud. It wasn't bad. But some of this talk of people is like all time. I don't think it makes, it doesn't make my no. top 10 of games the Super Bowl. Maybe even more. Like, the, the memorable thing from this game is Mahomes. It just is. It's Mahomes, game-winning drive, just the way he is. Is is incredible, and you know he's he's our Brady now, guys. He's he is that guy, and when it's close, he's going to find a way. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think how the Bills get past this team, and I, I guess step one is all right. Who from the AFC West is uh, ready to challenge the Chiefs, Mike? Yeah. And I don't. I, I think the Chiefs are penciled in for at least one home game next year. Yeah, I mean, look, they won 11 games this year in a lousy division. Like, they did sort of cruise through the season. And, yeah, you know, you think the Chargers will be better because they'll actually have a coach this year and they maybe can get some stuff going. But listen, I tell all these, look at all these teams. You know, like I said, they've done this. They did it to the Niners. They did it to the Ravens. They did it to the Bills. They did it to the Eagles. They did it to the Bengals. They're all close. Everybody's close. And they can't get by them. It's not like they're winning by 40 here. They're incredibly well coached and all those things, but the games are tight and they're close. And Mahomes is great, but he ain't winning these games without that defense either. This is not Mahomes running around making 40 plays a game. I'm not saying he's a game manager. He's more than that. But he's, he does manage the game really well because that's the type of team he has, and we'll see what they do in the offseason. How do the Bills do it? Well, they start out by having the second-best quarterback in the league. So that helps you get him some more weapons. When you're up 10, go 17. That's what's happened to these teams. They get up on them and then they let them stay in it, do something dumb. And the next thing you know, it's that kind of game. So look on the bright side. It's frustrating as it's been for Bills fans to be so close against the Chiefs. You have been so close against the Chiefs. So better to be that way than sitting there with no quarterback and no idea what you're going to do and thinking, how are we ever going to compete with these? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. 
guys. Sure. And I all hear you. The quarterback gives you hope. But when you watch both of those teams last night, you see players on both sides of the ball in the trenches, guys that you just don't see on the Bills roster. I mean, Ed Oliver had a great season, and we we rave about what Ed Oliver was. Ed Oliver physically just can't compete with a guy like Chris Jones when you compare the player next to the player. The, that Trent Williams is a, a, a stratosphere, in a different stratosphere in terms of left tackles, and Deion Dawkins is nice, but he's not that. And in the moment when you needed him the most, you have Chris Jones pushing him back into Josh Allen. So I guess if they're close, Mike, you know we're, we're going to have this debate throughout the course of the offseason as we had to get up to the draft. I mean, should the Bills be focusing on those skill position players for Josh Allen, or should they be looking for the physical freaks that exist in the draft that could become potentially the next Chris Jones? We don't have a, a, a Sneed or a McDuffie in the secondary. Where are those players, and, and how can the Bills accumulate some of that kind of talent to compete with the Chiefs better? Well, you're going to have to draft, and you're going to have to bring those players in. I mean, that's what the Chiefs did. And, look, you, you are picking, like, two of the best players in the NFL in those guys with Trent Williams and, and you know, and uh, Chris Jones, who may very well be gone. I don't know if they're going to franchise him. I know Sneed's, I think, a free agent. I'm not mistaken. I think he's a free agent at the end of the year. Maybe I'm wrong about Sneed. Um, but, yeah, they have, a, they have talent. Hey, look. Again, the Niners are good. They're going to lose a bunch of guys, too. They spent a ton of money on that D-line. They went out and traded for people. They built it up. And then, and they have Brock Purdy as their quarterback, and the Bills have Josh Allen. I, and I'm just saying to you, this, that is, it's almost like we, we sit there and see Allen, and we just, I'm not saying take it for granted, but go, you do need those other guys. But it's a nice place to start. It's what they're thinking in Cincy because they have Burrow, and it's what they're thinking in Buffalo and it's hard to find those guys. It's hard to, to do that. They need to revamp the roster again. There's no question. There's new guys that need to come in, but it's possible. And what I tell everybody, you know, when you hear McDermott talk about defense and the ability to run the ball, watch the games. So I said, watch the games. What are we saying about the Niners? They should have run it more. Kansas City isn't a running quote team, but they can run it. Like the game, ha- the game is evolving a little bit. It's, you know, these, these, these defenses that teams are playing with, you know, basically a lot of cover two deep coverages and all are, have taken away some of the flash of the games. Um, what you need is you mentioned that I think it's trenches is one thing with Kansas city. I think they have versatile, talented, athletic people in that secondary and they use them very well. I think that's really what you need. I think that's what they need on the defensive side. Yeah. It's great to get, the guys in the trenches and they're hard to find, but man, they use those safeties and corners as pass rushers at times. Like McDuffie is so good at it yeah. that um, I think that's a huge difference maker for them. Mike Catalan, our guest, by the way, uh, Sneed is a free agent, Mike. Um, yeah. Yeah. Fourth round pick and he's going to cash in whether that's Kansas city or, or somewhere else. Uh, since we yeah. last spoke, Mike, um, new quarterback coach uh, in Buffalo. What are your thoughts about going a little outside the realm for Josh Allen and bringing in Ronald Curry? Yeah. um, I mean, I know he has some connection with Brady. Uh, They coached together for a short period of time. Uh, I I don't mind it. You know, I I hear people sometimes will say to me, just like Josh Allen, who's the quarterback coach, Josh Allen needs coaching. Like all these guys need coaching. And it's not just coaching like you're, 
fixing his mechanics all the time, but they do work on stuff like that. It's another voice in his ear, I think, sometimes that can be a plus. I don't know anything about, about Ronald Curry as a coach. I know he was a hell of an athlete and, you know, a great basketball player and football player. And uh, so that doesn't really do much in terms of walking in as, uh, as the quarterback's coach. But I like the fact that they've gone outside the building a little bit. On the other side, in a lot of other places, they've elevated from within. So it's, I think it's an interesting way to fill your you know, coaching staff because you're keeping Brady there, but then you're bringing somebody in from the outside. So I think it's going to be really interesting on how that offense looks in the off season. Whereas I think Babbage moving up on the defensive side keeps things maybe a little bit more the same. Um, but I think Brady may, I, I do think, and Allen alluded at this, may put his own spin on it a little bit more with the offense in this off season. So we'll see what having a full off season can do for them on that side and what Curry can do for Josh Allen as quarterbacks coach. Were you surprised that it was Bobby Babich getting uh, promoted from within, not an Eric Washington who goes to be a DC in Chicago or, or you know anybody else? Because we saw we saw some shakeup and some fallout from that Babich announcement here in the last couple of days. Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, I, I think if you ask most of the people who covered the team, you know, and are up there, uh, Babich is a is a, I think they've looked at him as a rising star. He's tied to McDermott pretty tightly, um, and I think he trusts him a lot. And I, I don't know if John Butler thought he was the guy that was next in line. Right. It maybe appears that way, but, you know, it's just like in a lot of other professions. Babbage got, Babbage got interest from other places, and that probably didn't hurt his cause, but I know they've spoken very highly of him. He's an, I mean, God, listen to Poyer and Hyde talk about him when he coached in the secondary, and look what he ended up doing with the linebackers. I mean, look at the the progress that they've made there with, you know, with Milano being out. So now I, I really wasn't surprised, uh, you know, I, and I thought that it would push things once the interest came from the Dolphins and the Packers and the Giants that it may move it. Now, maybe the plan was to keep McDermott calling plays. And I, I believe they're going to turn it over to Babbage, at least in some form, because you got all off season to plan for this. But, you know, we probably won't know that if we do it all until we talk to, to those guys at the combine in a few weeks, but um, no, not really. And Eric Washington looks like, you know, good coach, good guy, all those things. But I think obviously he saw the writing on the wall too, and ended up going with what would be, I think considered not a lateral move, but close to a lateral move. Cause he was a, you know, he had a non play calling, not defensive coordinator, but you know, you know, he, he sort of, assume some of that uh, public role, you know, he was the guy that we interviewed every week when we interviewed the coordinators. Yeah. Uh, so Indy, where do you get a couple weeks off here from the NFL, Mike? At least you'd think so. Yeah. Uh, right. So you're heading to Indy. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's always, I mean, we enjoy it. Maybe you see everybody from the league. We get an idea of some of these, the players from the draft. It's going to be an interesting, going to be an interesting year for Bean and what he decides to do. Uh, I think they're using those draft picks. I mean, you guys said it. I mean, they, they need to, they need to find some studs in this draft. They need to find some guys who can come in and contribute. And uh, they've got some extra picks, you know, they got picks this year. So we'll see how it ends up going. But um, I think, you know, I think we know where they should be looking weapon for Allen, at least one, and certainly guys to replenish that D line, and, you know, you're always looking for uh, offensive line help. 
13 Wham Sports Director and BuffaloPlus.com's Mike Catalana. Good with his time. And then you, you, we got Indy on the horizon. Mike, what are you guys working on here in the immediate future at BuffaloPlus.com that we can well, check out? In fact, we're going to sit down in a few minutes to record our podcast. We're, we're sort of putting a, a bow on the end of the season as, the, you know, with the Super Bowl being over with some of the, you know, some of the, the things from the season, good, bad, and, and pushing ahead to the off seasons and next year position group wise. So have a little, uh, I'll say fun with that uh, because I do think there's things that are interesting to talk about position wise and what they need, you know, how many of these free agents that they have now could be coming back because um, I think it's a transition year for the roster. Um, it just depends on, you know, how many, how how big of a transition, how many of those guys are gone, how much younger this roster could very well be next year. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be recording that in a few minutes and probably have it out either later tonight or first thing tomorrow. Mike, the Saturday, it felt like spring. You're starting to feel a little bit of baseball season here coming up here. Yeah. Do you still get excited about baseball? You, you should see this guy. Oh, no. <laughs> what, you don't? Yeah, I, I have a reason to get excited. My team, you know, goes in the playoffs and has a shot, been in the World Series, could have been in another one. What, what do you get excited about? The projections have the Mets oh, here competing until for the third wild card here, Mike. So, Whoa, really? <laughs> yeah, so anything wow. can happen. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And you get your guy back, right? He's back. Tommy uh, Trumpet is coming back. Uh, that's that, uh, Jimmy that's Trumpet. Great. Until when? When does that end? When does it end? Does it ever why, end? Nick, why don't they just... The trumpet should just be taps, right? <laughs> Shouldn't it just be taps? <laughs> Make the call to the bullpen and play taps. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Mike, it's good to have you on with us, man. Enjoy the rest of your week and uh, appreciate the time, as always. Anytime, fellas. Thank you, Mike. I'm having trouble breathing here. I don't know choked up i i got a clean bill of health today i don't know what's going on over oh, there oh that's right i know we, the day we, after the super bowl some you of the this. regulars are curious how did the physical go when you schedule the physical the day after the super bowl i i mean i don't know that i want to share all of the intimate details but there was something that was missing from my physical today that i i can talk about uh, you just leave it right there. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. We got all drink to that coming up next in the sports bar. Some yeah. takes on tap. So what, what can we learn from Kansas city that we already didn't know in terms of constructing the Buffalo bills? And honestly, this changes my thought here as far as uh, free agency and the draft. And then something funny here at danger. You got 250 bucks. You want to go hang out I, with Jim Bayheim? I can or? find 250 bucks. Yes. All right. Uh, do I want to hang out with Jim Bay? I'm not, not really, not in particular. Okay, some people might. Maybe I'm not going to judge. Um, I I've heard a lot of complaining about what we saw last night, the game that we watched last night, and maybe we've run out of problems. But I I just wanted to kind of force a reminder on people when it comes to what the Super Bowl game itself actually has been like here in more recent years, and it was something that I brought up last year, or I'm sorry, last week. And considering what has happened with the Niners, the fact that now they've made it to these these three Super Bowls, two of them with Shanahan, and they can't get over, I, I don't know if I want to call Shanahan a choke artist. That feels very blunt, kind of mean. Mm-hmm. But 
you you have to consider it when you look at his resume now, whether he was the OC in Atlanta and part of that 28-3 debacle that got the Patriots another ring, or these two losses against the Chiefs on the biggest stage. You just heard Catalana say, hey, look, he's a great play caller, but he's terrible at managing the game. He sounds an awful lot like what Andy Reid was when Andy Reid was in Philadelphia. So I guess I'll ask the question again. If... He, what would be, what, where will the first championship for Shanahan happen? Everything that we know about it. Will it be with the Niners or will it be with another team? We can discuss that here with I'll Drink to That. It's coming up next. Your, your uh, phone calls as well at 866-4326 if you want to join us. 585-866-4FAN as Gino catches his breath. You're listening to the Sports Bar with Danger and Vitaglia. On 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan Rochester. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.